Let us turn our Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 4. Segura Bible hapo buku la Mariko chapter 4. Verses 35 to 41. Verse 35 mpaka na 41. Mark chapter 4. Mariko 4. Verse 35 to 41. Verse 35 mpaka 41. On the same day when evening had come he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stain asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Tell your neighbor the Lord cares, the Lord cares. And that is why we are here today. That is why he is changing your life here today. That he arose and rebuilt the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? And speaking in this session, on the subject above the stones above the stones above the stones the bible says in verse number 37 bible verse 37 and a great wind storm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. So storm is what? Above the storm. Above the storm. In the natural a storm can be defined as a violent disturbance of the atmosphere or an unpleasant, turbulent, and destructive weather. A storm can be defined as a violent turbulence of the atmosphere. Or an unpleasant, turbulent, and destructive weather. Storms come in various forms. And that is why we have what we call cyclones, tornadoes, tsunamis, hurricanes, 
and typhoons. All these are different types of storms. Cyclones, tornadoes, tsunamis, hurricanes, and typhoons. Just to mention a few. Sadly, in this part of the country, the southern region, we experienced Cyclone Freddy sometime this year. Which, as we all know, destroyed lives, property, and infrastructure. But we did not come to discuss physical storms. We want to talk about storms of life. Storms of life. What are storms of life? These are obstructive forces engineered by the devil to destroy people's lives and destinies. And we are living in a world full of these kinds of storms. Storms of life are obstructive forces engineered by the devil to destroy people's lives and destinies. To destroy people's lives and destiny. And please take note that these storms of life are engineered by the devil. They are engineered by the enemy, the evil one. Because in Matthew chapter 13, verses 25 to 31, we see there that tears do not just grow in the garden of wheat. No. Because when the servants of the master, the owner of the garden, asked him a question. He said, sir, they said, sir, you planted wheat in this garden. How come we are seeing tears all over here? And the man said in verse 28, he said, an enemy has done this. An enemy has done this. Tears do not just grow in a garden of wheat. When you see tears growing in the garden of wheat, it is because the enemy came to plant the tears. Is it making sense here? Sickness does not just come. Barrenness does not just come. Poverty does not just come. Business struggle does not just come. Stagnation does 
journey life just does not just come when you see these things happening it is because an enemy is doing it an enemy is doing these things today Lelo, we dislodge that enemy in the name of Jesus. Today, Lelo, we evict that enemy in the name of Jesus. People, can I hear a louder shout of amen? Amen. I said a louder shout of amen. 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 Amen. Hear me. In the scriptures, Maleba, these satanic obstructions that we are calling stones have so many other pictorial names. I said in the scriptures, these obstructive forces that we are calling stones have so many other pictorial names. For example, they are called scorpions, serpents, and powers of the enemy. These storms can also be called scorpions, serpents, and powers of the other Luke 10 verse 19 Behold I give you the authority to trample over scorpions and serpents and over every power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you Lift your right hand. Every scorpion. Every serpent. And every power of the enemy. That was sent to initiate storms against you. Is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Is destroyed in the name of Jesus. You believe that please. Can I hear not a shout of amen here. You may be seated. These stones have also been called have, have also been called crooked places, bars of iron, and guess mm, They are called crooked places. Bars of iron. And guess of brass. Isaiah 45 verse 2. Yes, 45 verse 2. Can I say this to you? No one just suffers in life. No. Every suffering has a cause. When you see life not working, you must know that there is a mastermind. There is someone causing it. And today we came to finish and destroy the cause of your challenge in the name of Jesus. That is why 
When God was to rescue Paul and Silas from the prison house, he sent a violent earthquake that shook not only the doors but also the foundation of the prison house. Acts 16, verse 26. The Bible says, Suddenly, there was a violent that hit the foundation that shook the foundation of the prison mm. I decree this hour the power of God is destroying the foundation of your challenge in the name of Jesus Christ please can I hear loud shout if amen crooked places will speak of experiences of life that will prolong your problem that will delay your arrival at your God-ordained blessing. When the road is winding, speed is reduced. I decree this out. Any power reducing your speed is destroyed. In the name of Jesus. And I decree right now. May you gain speed in the name of Jesus. I said may you gain speed in the name of Jesus. May you gain speed in the name of Jesus. I said may you gain speed in the name of Jesus. People I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen? Amen. I sense in my spirit that we are going to have a great time in this place. <laughs> yes. Yes. We are going to have a great time in the house. And that is how I know that beginning today your life shall be great. I said your life shall be great. I said your life shall be great. In the mighty name of Jesus whatever is not working for you begins to work right now. I said it begins to work right now. It is working for you. Financially it is working for you. My it is working for you. In business, it is working for you. In your career, it is working for you. In your house, it is working for you. In the name of Jesus. Good people, can I hear a loud shout of amen? You may be seated. In the scriptures, these obstructive forces of life that we are calling storms have got so many synonyms we said number one scorpions serpents and powers of the enemy number two crooked places bars of iron and gas of brass number three fiery arrows of the wicked one that's number three, fiery arrows of the wicked one. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Fiery arrows of the wicked one. 
These are arrows when they pierce you. They release a strange fire. That will burn your opportunities in life. That will burn my, your marital peace. That will burn all your prospects. And I decree this out. Anyone answer my voice who has been a victim of enemy fire. You are free in the name of Jesus. I said you are free in the name of Jesus. I said you are free in the name of Jesus. Good people, can I hear a loud shout of amen? Amen. Now, please, I want you to lift your right hand and say, Holy Spirit. Come on, say that louder. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. May you help me. May you help me to understand your word. To understand your word. And apply it in my life. And apply it in my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, let's examine what we are calling key facts about storms of life. What are some of the key issues we need to be aware of about the storms of life? Number one, they are characterized by total destabilization of life. They are characterized by total destabilization of life. In this regard, Modelo, storms can attack any aspect of life. Storms of life can target any aspect of your life. Look at the life of Job in the Bible. Job chapter 1, verse 13 to 20. Job chapter 2, verses 7 to 10. Job chapter 1, verses 13 to 20. And Job chapter 2, verses 7 to 10. You see there that Job was attacked on several fronts. In business, he was attacked. He lost all his business endeavors. He had several lines of investment. But all those lines were scattered by a stone. Not only that, he lost all his ten children. He was blessed with ten children. But he lost all of them. Storms. That is what we call a storm. And in Job chapter 2 which I gave you. We see now that devil attacking his health. He had boils all over his body. He was so disfigured. Now listen. Job was a blessed man. He had three powerful friends. I believe that they were also rich. 
Because generally the friends of the rich are also rich. And when his friends received news that the man was not well, they came to see him. Now listen to this. The Bible says, when they looked at Job, they couldn't recognize him. Sickness had disfigured Job. Sickness had sickness. The sickness had disfigured Job's body. And the Bible says, when they finally realized that the one they were looking at was Job, they became speechless for seven days. And that was not a product of chance. An enemy was behind it. Because in the heavens above, there was a discussion between God and the devil about Job. About Job. Because the devil said to God, Do you think Job loves and serves you for nothing? Is it not because you have blessed him? And you put a hedge all around him and his household. And God said to Satan, Attack everything he has, but don't touch his body. And that is why we read the calamity of Job in Job chapter 1, which I gave you, verses 13 to 20. Now, please, I want to say this. That we know by reading today that it was the devil who did what happened against Job. But Job didn't know. Because everything the devil will do against you will have physical explanation. That is why every person who escaped each and every calamity that is reported in Job chapter 1 said to Job this is what has happened for example, they said the Sabians came and they took away the animals and they have killed the servants. I am the only one who has escaped. So there was an explanation. In the mind of Job, the problem were the Sabians. And yet we know they were not the real problem. The real problem was the devil. And that's the one we are fighting against in this summit. He's the one responsible for your lack of marital peace. He's the one responsible for your sickness. He's the one responsible for your stagnation in business. 
is the one responsible for your stagnation in your workplace. Today, we destroy him in the name of Jesus. I said today, we destroy him in the name of Jesus. Today, we destroy him in the name of Jesus. Good people, can I hear a loud shout of amen here? I said a loud shout of amen. Oh my God, my ask are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? What I'm saying to you is that when a storm comes, it brings total destabilization of life. That is why some of you are under intense pressure as we are talking now. Your life is shaken, your life is destabilized. Because of a storm you have encountered. And as a nation, we have just encountered a storm, the devaluation of the culture. And go on Facebook, see how people are lamenting. Go on WhatsApp, see how people are lamenting. But I decree this hour. You shall live above that storm. In the name of Jesus. You shall live above the storm. I said you shall live above the storm. In the name of Jesus. People. Can I hear loud a shout of amen here? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This is not the first devaluation we will survive. This is not the first storm we will survive. Some of you just think of a time when you had to be admitted. When you were, you were, you were probably almost at the point of death. But lo and behold, you are still alive today. The same God who protected you, the same God who intervened previously, is intervening again this time around. I said he is intervening again this time around. I said he is intervening again this time around. In the mighty name of Jesus, people, shout a louder amen here. I said, can I hear a lot of shout of amen? Amen. You may be seated. When you hear of joblessness, poverty, financial crisis, barrenness, chronic singleness, marital crisis, rejection, career stagnation, sickness and disease, ancestral causes, currency devaluation, all these are storms of life. Is it making sense here? All these are what? Storms of life. And they come primarily to destabilize your life. But I came to announce just like Job bounced back. You are bouncing back. I said you are bouncing back. I said you are bouncing back. I said you are bouncing back. Somebody shout I'm bouncing back. Bouncing back. I said, 
When you read Job chapter 1, you see the calamities of Job. Job chapter 2, you see the calamities of Job. And how his friends came to accuse Job of wrongdoing. You may think that Job will not bounce back. But don't conclude lives, I mean jobs end prematurely. If you have been to chapter 10 of Job, please don't stop there. Go to chapter 14 and verse number 7 because you will read that there is hope. There is hope. It doesn't matter what is happening. There is hope. It doesn't matter what is happening with your marriage, what is happening with your home, what is happening with your business, what is happening with your children. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Tell three people there is hope. 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 The Bible says there is hope that if a tree is cut down, it shall sprout again. There is hope that if the quacha is devalued, it shall bounce back. That is why I am saying to you. And you, and you, and everyone watching me online, you are bouncing back. I said you are bouncing back. PICC is bouncing back. You are bouncing back. Your children are bouncing back. Your husband is bouncing back. Your wife is bouncing back. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Please, you believe that, shout amen three times. And by the time you read Job 42, verses 10 to 16, you see Job bouncing back. Actually, he had twice as much. The Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. That is me, that is me, that is me. That is me, that is me. I don't know about you, but that is me. Twice as much. Twice as much. Receive twice as much. I said receive twice as much. Twice as much favor. Twice as much success. Twice as much victory. In the name of Jesus. Please can I hear a loud shout of amen here. I said a loud shout of amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I said glory be to God. Hallelujah. Number two key fact about the storms of life. Is that storms of life. Come primarily. To resist. 
frustrate and hinder the manifestation or the coming to pass of God's word purposes and promises. Storms of life come primarily to resist, frustrate and hinder the manifestation or the coming to pass of God's word promises and purposes in people's lives. Put differently, storms come to disrupt or stop the fulfillment of God's word and purposes in a person's life. That is a picture we are getting in Mark chapter 4. Verse number 35. Did you say 35? Yes. And verse number 37. The verse 37. Mm. The Bible says. Jesus. Yes. Spoke to his disciples. He said, Let us cross over. To the other side. Let us cross over. To the other side. Look at verse 37. My God. And a great windstorm arose. Please take note of this. There was no storm when Jesus gave the instruction. There was no storm. When Jesus gave that instruction. The storm only came afterwards. That is why I'm saying to you that storms of life come to fight against the will of God concerning your life. Mm. In this case, the storm came to about the fulfillment of the word that Jesus had spoken to the disciples. And the word was, let us cross over to the other side. What does that mean, sir? Several things. Number one. If you are believing God for something, you should get ready to face the storms of life. If you are believing God for something, marital entrance, promotion at the office, the growth of the church, my God, success in life, get ready. Your believing will attract storms. Your believing, your faith will attract storms. 
Number two. Those who are standing on God's promises regarding a particular issue in their life must be willing to fight against stormy attacks. If you are believing God for something, if you are standing on His promises concerning healing, concerning promotion, concerning some kind of testimony, I want you to know that you will never get it unless you are willing to fight against the attacks of the enemy. Look at the life of Rebecca in Genesis 24 and verse number 16 when Rebecca was being given into marriage as a wife of Isaac her own brothers gave her a word of prophecy a word of blessing they said our sister may you become the mother of thousands of ten thousand and may your descendants possess the gates of their enemies in other words, as you go into marriage, Genesis 24, 16, as you go into marriage, now hear me, we are releasing upon you, our sister, the blessing of fruitfulness. But listen to me, when she entered into marriage, a storm of barrenness arose. For 20 years, she could not have a child. 20 years is a long period to suffer. I don't know how long you have suffered. Today, your suffering is ending. In the name of Jesus, I said your suffering is ending here today. In the name of Jesus, good people, can I hear loud a shout of amen? So for 20 years, there was no child. There was no mothering or motherhood. Until, now here it is, Isaac decided to fight. Until Isaac decided to fight. We'll come to that later. Maybe in the afternoon. But there is no future without a fight. There's no future without a fight. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violence it by force. Ay, 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 ay. You are getting your healing by force. You are getting your promotion by force. You are getting your scholarship by force. You are getting your testimony by force. You are getting your breakthrough by force. Somebody shout three times, I take it by force. 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 Hallelujah. Mm, you may be seated. 
Number three. If there is a prophecy over your future. The storm will try to rise to challenge the prophet. To fight against the prophet. If there is a prophecy over your life, a storm would arise. You see, the word of prophecy said, Let us cross over. What? No, I, you are not crossing. If God said you are crossing over, a storm will rise to tell you you are going nowhere. That is why you need a fight against the storm. I said that is why you need a fight against the storm. That is why you need a fight against a storm. Did you fight Jake? Mwena Gulimba Nandina Mondweo? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it making sense? Oh, yes. Because the storm will tell you, I don't care what you have been promised, you are not getting there. So if you shrink, the Lord knows you will die without anything in your hand. Somebody shout, I am a fighter. I am a fighter. Say that like you mean it. I am a fighter. I am a fighter. Have you not heard about human rights? Activists. They fight for people's rights. People's rights to be granted. In Christ, we also have what? Rights. And they will not be given us unless we put up a fight. Don't be a weak woman. Be a woman who is a fighter. A woman who will be saying, I'm building a house. No matter what is happening in the economy, this house will be completed. This house, that, that is a fight. A woman who is a fighter. No, not a woman who is biting her fingers. And then you are crying. Shut up! Tell your neighbor, shut up! <laughs> Is it making sense here? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I am a fighter. If I have a vision, I will fight until my vision comes to pass. I will fight until my vision comes to pass. <laughs> mm. 
Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you imagine? Jesus yes. is relaxed. And then he's telling his disciples. Says friends. Let us cross over. To the other side. And the sea of Galilee was calm. So when the weight was released, the enemy said, You are going to where? The other side. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what will happen on the sea. <laughs> and a great wind storm arose. A great wind storm arose. And I told you about Peter. He was a professional fisherman. He was among the people inside the boat. He panicked. He weeded on himself. And that is why he came to Jesus. He said, Sir, don't you care that we have been, we've been in this sea <laughs> but this kind of storm hey, it has come to destroy us. We are going to perish. If you don't do something Jesus we are going to perish. But Jesus said as long as I am here, you are not going to perish. Is Jesus in your heart? Let devaluation come. You will not perish. Instead, you will survive. Somebody shout, I will survive. I will survive. Say it louder. I will survive. It's true, sir. You will survive. Tell three people you will survive. You, 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 you. You will survive. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I like the story of Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. Verses 11 to 17. Luke 7. That passage is very important to me. Because that is where my first sermon ever to preach in church came from. 1991, 10th of November. Now hear me. Jesus yes. spoke to the woman whose son had died and the crowd was on its way to bury him. And as dead as the child or the son was, Jesus came to the woman and said, Do not weep. When Jesus is saying anything like that, don't look at his face with a suspicious look. 
This man is not sensitive. Can't you see I've lost my child? No. When Jesus says weep not. It's because he has a rescue strategy for you. <laughs> he has a what? A a re now that is why I'm saying no matter what happens in this nation. Or right where you are if you are watching us from elsewhere in the world. No matter what happens. You and you and you will survive. I said you will survive. Somebody shout, I will survive. I will survive. I will survive. I will survive. Now here it is number four. We are still on point number two or fact number two isn't it of the storms of life the storms of life come primarily to resist frustrate and hinder the manifestation of God's will word and purposes in our lives and we've just seen from Mark chapter 4 verse number 35 and verse number 37 that there was no storm when Jesus gave that instruction it only came afterwards so we are saying that in this case the storm came to abort what Jesus had said to the disciples in other words, number one, if you are believing God for something, you should get ready to face the storms of life. Number two, those who are standing on God's promises regarding a particular matter must be willing to put up a fight against the stormy attacks. Number three, if there is a prophecy over your future, the storm will try to rise to challenge the prophecy. Number four. Anything good that God says about you will be reason enough for storms to rise against you. <laughs> Anything good that God says about you will be reason enough for storms to rise against you. Let us cross over to the other side is what Jesus said. And the enemy said, for what has just been spoken, I'm sending a storm against it. When God says, I'm pleased with you, that will be reason enough for the enemy to fight against you so that you begin to behave and act in a manner that does not please God anymore. But here is the good news. You are above the storms. Lift your right hand and shout, I am above the storms. I am above the storms. Say that again, I am above the storms. I am above the storms. No matter what may be rising against you, take heart. 
Take her, don't panic. Because you are on the winning side. Tell your neighbor, I am on the winning side. Say that again, I am on the winning side. I will not panic. Because I am on the winning side. Never forget that you are on the winning side. This game you are playing was already played. And you won it. It's like watching a football match. That was already played last week. Or last year. Or at the last World Cup. And your team won. Now, when you are watching it again. You may be watching a section where your team was under pressure. The other team was trying, is trying to score. <laughs> it will be stupid of you to be sweating in your sitting room. Sweating for nothing when you, what, what you should have known is that your team already won. Is it making sense? Mm. If you knew your team already won. And that the game you are watching is not live. There is a replay. But some people. I mean some Christians. Some women. Are like a man who is watching that kind of game. And he's not aware of two important facts. Number one. That the game is not live. He is not aware. Huh? Number two, he is not aware that this game his team won. So he is watching. He is sweating. And his wife is inviting him for supper. John, come and eat. No. 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 I will eat later. And he is sweating. You are sweating. This is not a live match. It was already played. Number two. Your team already won. The Jesus team is a winning team. I said the Jesus team is a winning team. And you belong to that team. Therefore I decree this hour. From today. You shall never lose a game. I said you shall never lose a game. I said you shall never lose a game. I said you shall never lose any battle. In that name of Jesus. Please can I hear a loud shout of amen here. I said a louder shout of amen. amen. I said a louder shout of amen. amen. You may be seated. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I said glory be to God. Hallelujah. I said glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now let's move on to look at observation number three about storms of life. Number one observation is that storms of life are characterized by total destabilization of life. We saw how the life of Job was turned upside down. But that he 
bounced back. Number two, we are saying that storms of life come primarily to resist, frustrate, and hinder the manifestation of God's word, promises, and purposes. Number three, the arrival of any storm is an opportunity to witness the display of God's almightiness. Mm. The arrival of any storm is an opportunity for us to witness the display of God's power. For us to witness the display of God's Almightiness. His almightiness in preserving his people. His almightiness in supplying for his children. His almightiness in silencing the storms of life. Can I say this to you? My God. There are dimensions of God's power that we may never witness unless certain battles arise. There are dimensions of God's power that we may never know until battles arise. There are certain dimensions of God's faithfulness that we may never know unless certain storms arise. Look at this gentleman. They had seen many aspects of the display of the power of God in the life and ministry of Jesus. Just before this story, Jesus was already working miracles. But when this particular storm arose, and Jesus did not lay hand on the boat, Jesus did not lay hand on the water. Jesus did not lay hand on any of the disciples. In verse number 39 of Mark chapter 4, the Bible says, Jesus spoke to the sea. Peace be still. It was a loud shout, a loud decree. That is why there is an apostrophe at the end of steel. And the wind ceased. Just like somebody has switched it off like shh. 
They said. That's a verse 41. Verse 41. Verse number 41. Verse 41. Mark chapter 4. Mariko 4. Verse number 41. Verse 41. And they feared exceedingly. And they said to one another, Who can this be? That even the wind. Now, we saw sickness obey him. We didn't know that even the sea and the wind can obey him. Who can this be? They saw a certain dimension of the power of God because a storm, a particular storm arose. There are certain dimensions of the power of God that we may never witness until certain battles arise. If you are facing a storm right now, it is your opportunity to witness the display of God's power. It is your opportunity to experience the display of God's power. When they had no water in the wilderness. I'm talking about not less than 3 million people. <laughs> mm. Men alone were, that is, fighting men alone, men that could go to war alone were about 600,000. So you can imagine how many children were there. How many teenagers were there. And how many women were there. And they all had no water. The situation was so dire that the people cried against Moses. What did God do? Isaiah 48, verse 21. Isaiah 48, verse 21. When was the last time you drank water from a rock? Maybe we all pass without any of us having that kind of testimony. Why? Because of water body. <laughs> and because of the tap in your house. Is it making sense? Mm. There was no tap, there was no water bottle then. That is why they experienced that dimension of the display of God's power. I read the story of some people in Indonesia back in the 70s. 
who could not afford anything financially to buy, for example, juice for Holy Communion. So every time they wanted to have Holy Communion, they believed God for the miracle of John chapter 2 verses 1 to 11. Where Jesus turned water into wine. So the leaders and the pastors of the church would put water in a pail and surround it in a prayer of agreement. And pray asking God to turn the water into wine. And the leader would pick a cup, take some, and test it. Whether it was water or not, he would say, Wow, the wine is sweet. And he would pass on the cup to the next person. The requirement was you should commend the sweetness of the wine. And the writer of the book that I read said, When it came to my turn, I tested it. It was pure water. But the protocol was, I had to say that, wow, the wine is sweet. But listen to me. To his surprise, every time they took the water to church, it was always pure wine. Today, churches don't need that miracle. Because there is money to buy juice. Is it red grape? And red grape. For Holy Communion. <laughs> Is it making sense? Uh-huh. There are certain aspects of the power of God. That you may never experience. Unless certain kind of stones arise. And I'm saying to you. That the challenge you are facing right now. May be for you an opportunity to experience a certain dimension of the power of God. And today is the day. I said, 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 Today is the day. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. You remember the children of Israel. And Israel. They were at the Red Sea. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus 14. Verse 10 to 22. Verse 10 to 22. They were at the Red Sea. They didn't know how to cross it. Because when they looked around the sea, they never saw bridge. They never saw ship. They never saw a canoe. And yet they had to cross it. So knowing how people ordinarily cross seas. 
and that there was no means of that sort. They cried against Moses. They said, what are you doing with us? That is why I'm not surprised you are complaining in your problem. Because humanly speaking, you are convinced that there is no way you can get out just like that. That is where we need the power of God. I came to advertise the power of God that changes any kind of situation, including your situation. Don't tell me your husband cannot change. Don't tell me your child cannot excel in school. Don't tell me your project cannot be completed. Don't tell me you cannot be healed of that affliction. Unless if you take God out of the picture. But with God. With God. With God. With God. With God. With God. That is if you are with God. All things shall be possible for you. I said all things shall be possible for you. In the name of Jesus. With God. With God. With God. With God. With God. With God. Make sure you are always with God. Always. Make sure you are with God. Because with God, all things are possible. Sit down, please. Now hear me. Hear me. So, God spoke to Moses. He said, why are you crying to me? Tell the people to go forward. And that is what I'm telling you today by the Spirit of the Lord. No matter what may be happening in the economy, no matter what may be happening in your life, it is time to go forward. I said it is time to go forward. It is time to go forward. I said it is time to go forward. Tell your neighbor it is time for you to go forward. Yes, it is time for you to go forward. It is time for you to go forward. Lift your right hand and shout, I'm going forward. And he told Moses, he said, stretch forth your hand toward the sea. And when you do, I shall send a wind that shall blow vehemently against the sea. And the sea shall be divided. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And that is not fiction. It happened. Beloved, let us dare this God. Is it making sense here? Let us dare this God. We are not seeing much. 
of God in our lives and situations. Because there is too much fear. Too much doubt. Too much complaining. Therefore, I want to give you what I'm calling things to avoid during storms. Whenever problems arise, what are the things to avoid? If you are going through situations, what are things to avoid? Number one, avoid accusing God. Why me? Is invitation for further torments. God, where are you? Is a sign you are accusing God. Master, don't you care that we perish? Is an indication of panic. Mm. The season of storms is not the season of accusing God. When trouble comes, some people say, if God is powerful, if God is caring, if God is loving, why has he allowed me to get in this situation? I don't understand this. And she is crying. Tell your neighbor, stop weeping. Stop, stop, stop. 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 In Judges chapter 6, verse 12 to 13. Judges chapter 6, verses 12 to 13. The story of Gideon. <laughs> the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you. You mighty man of valor. And the man Gideon said, If the Lord is with us, why has all this befallen us? In other words, I don't believe what you are saying that God is with us. If God is loving, why has he allowed my husband to engage in extramarital affairs? If God is loving, why did he allow me to be married to this man? These are questions people ask me. Sometimes I tell some of them to say, is it really God who allowed you to get married? Can you give me evidence that God allowed you? <laughs> These are what we call accusations of God. 
every time you accuse God, you side with the devil. Because in the Bible, there is only one accuser. His name is Satan. So to accuse God is to behave like the devil. He is the accuser of the brethren. So instead of wasting your mouth and your energy accusing God, why don't you trust him for a breakthrough? Trust him for a breakthrough. Trust him. Don't accuse him. That is why I like Job. After all his calamities of Job chapter 1. Verses 13 to 20. The Bible says. In all this. Job did not sin against God by accusing him. He worshipped God. For the privilege of having the things that were taken away. He said wow. That, wow. I thank God for the time I was rich. Ah, the devil looked at him and said, ah, This guy. I thought he would be accusing God. <laughs> said, No, I will worship you. At least for the privilege I had to have these things. And God said, I'll give you double this time. Number two. Things to avoid. Things not to do. Yes. When you are faced with challenge. Things to avoid. Number one. Avoid accusing God. Number two. Avoid fear and panic. Fear forfeits future. Never entertain fear and panic in life. Storms cannot be overcome with fear. Actually, fear amplifies windstorms. Fear amplifies problems. Fear amplifies problems. And I want you to know that every person who fears ends up a victim of his fears. Every time you fear, you end up Becoming a victim of those fears. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, verse 25. Proverbs 29, verse 25. It says that the fear of man brings a snare. So fear is a snare. Job 3, 25. 
Job said, that. that which I feared my God has come upon me. That which I dreaded has happened. What you fear is what happens. You fear death, you die. You fear divorce, you become a victim of divorce. If you fear that your money will not take you to mass end, it will not take you to mass end. What I greatly feared is what has happened. So every person is a victim or becomes a victim of his fears. There is no future in fear. There's nothing God can feature in your life if you fear. So refuse to be afraid. Don't fear. One of the things the enemy must not know is that you are afraid. One of the things the enemy must not see you do is to fear. Because the moment you entertain fear, you have opened the door for the devil to torment you. Mm. Tell your neighbor, I shall not fear. I said, tell your neighbor, I shall not fear. Check in your Bible. Almost everyone God called. Almost everyone God wanted to work with was told not to fear. That means the greatest problem of man is fear. So as we talk about this point, let's understand what we are saying. We are talking about one of the greatest problems of mankind. Fear. Abraham was told, fear not. Isaac was told, fear not. Jacob had received news that Joseph was alive in Egypt and that he was inviting him to Egypt. Jacob was afraid. Should I really go to Egypt? Because I know the story of my grandfather Abraham. That when he went down to Egypt, he came back with Hagar, who destroyed the whole story. Should I go there? Will I not pick another Hagar? I know my father's story. That when famine hit, 
He wanted to go down to Egypt, but the Lord stopped him. Is it my son who should invite me to Egypt? No, I will not go there. Until God had to appear to Jacob. He said, I am the God of Bethel. Do not be afraid to go to Egypt. Because there I shall make you a great nation. Fear. And fear is the reason why you have not seen the power of God in your own life. Because what you should have done to attract the power of God you didn't do it because you were afraid. Some of you said what if it does not work? People will laugh at me. So, you are afraid of losing your credibility. Your reputation is what is keeping you in bondage. Because you are always saying, What if? What if? What if? What if? What if people don't come? Huh? What if people don't come? Hey. So is keeping you in bondage. <laughs> <laughs> huh? My wife, we only have ten million kwacha. And you are telling me that we start this construction project? This is a project that requires 250 million. Project if we got 250 million. And we only have 10 million. You want us to start? That's why the family remains on the same spot. Because Peter wouldn't have walked on water if he had not taken the first step. So many of you are like the 11 disciples who remained in the boat. Just confessing. We are working on water. We are We are working on water. We are working on water. In the name of Jesus. After you have made your confession, step into the water. And you will discover that actually it is possible to walk on water. Is it making sense here? I said, is it making sense here? Oh, yes. Now, you can't hear this message and remain on the same spot. You are changing levels. I said 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 you are changing levels. How many people are changing levels? Can I hear you shout? I'm changing levels. I'm changing levels. Say that again. I'm changing levels. I'm changing levels. Say that louder. I am changing levels. 
Sit down, hear this. Things to avoid. When you're going through storms. Number three. Avoid doubt. Unbelief. Avoid doubting God. Avoid doubting God. Maybe can kill you. Maybe can what? Kill you. Sarah said, Sarah, daddy. My Lord Abraham. Abraham. Did God promise you a child? That your children are going to be as many as the stars in the sky. Maybe God wants us to have a child through Hagar. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I've been praying and praying for a man to marry me. And they say, they are good. I should marry in the Lord. That is someone who is born again. But there's no brother proposing me, they're only greeting me. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. God wants me to be married to a non believer. And then, in the course of the marriage, he will become a saint. Maybe. Maybe. Somebody has been saying, Maybe. Stop it. God has the best for you. What God has for you is an Isaac, not an Ishmael. Both names begin with I, but they are different. <laughs> if God has promised an Isaac, don't say maybe an Ishmael will be okay. Ishmael can never be okay if what God has intended is Isaac. Tell your neighbor, wait for your Isaac. Wait for your Isaac. Wait for your Isaac. I heard the story of a great man of God in America. He was believing God for resources for their conference. Resources for the conference. He prayed, he believed, he trusted. But, as the days were drawing close, he began to panic. Well, we've already said don't panic. He began to panic. And he said, Maybe 
God wants me to borrow. So he went either to the bank, I don't know where, he borrowed the money for the conference. And on a Friday, he had a dream in the night where he saw a very fat cow being swallowed up by a very big serpent. After the dream, he woke up. Said, What? God, what does this mean? He said, The car was the miracle I had prepared for you. The snake is the doubt that you doubted. So you have missed your miracle. <laughs> I decree this hour. Lift your right hand. You shall not miss your miracle. You shall not miss your testimony. You shall not miss your breakthrough. You shall not miss miss your testimony. You shall not miss your breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Everyone be upstanding. Everyone be upstanding. Everyone be upstanding. Everyone be upstanding. Be upstanding. And begin to announce. I will never doubt. I will never panic. I will never fear. I will never accuse God in my life. No matter what may be happening. And somebody needs to repent. You may be you may need to say Father forgive me for accusing you forgive me for panicking as if you will not help me forgive me for all my doubts forgive me Lord lift your voice somebody lift your voice or lying on ground wherever you are lift your voice I will not accuse God I will not fear. I will not panic. I will not doubt. I will not doubt. I will not limit what God can do. I will not limit what God can do. I will not complain. I will not murmur. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Shakata ragadala bababasa. Yakata ragadere bobosaya. Repata kata yada dada Yakata ragada what God can do, I will not doubt God. Somebody begin to announce I am above storms. Everyone, wherever you are, lift your voice. Announce I am above storms. Financial storms. Marital storms. Career storms. Business storms. 
Lift your voice, appreciate him for the ministration of his word. Appreciate him for speaking to you. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. Thank you for speaking to us. Glory to your name, we appreciate you, Lord. Thank you for ministering. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Thank you for the ministration of your word. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory. We will never be the same. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We, we will never be the same. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For ministering unto us through your word. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty name. Lift